Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Darren, Liverpool isn't just a big club in the EPL, of course. They're, they're one of the biggest brands in world sports. So how did you find yourself there, as you were, from 2010 to 2012 as the head of fitness and conditioning? Uh, well, uh, Peter Bruckner, Dr. Peter Bruckner, who's well known in sports medicine circles around the world, really, particularly here in Australia, he got asked to go in there and, and do a bit of a recce because they, uh, a bit of a review, they suffered a lot of injuries and, and the CEO sort of said, look, you know, we've got the talent here, but we haven't won a title in a while. Um, we're losing our best players. So he went in there, did a bit of a, re- of a review and sort of suggested some changes and, um, excuse me. Uh, one of those was in the fitness area and he put forward a few names and I was one of them and um, I, I'm quite certain they wouldn't have picked me without Peter and wouldn't have had anything to, you know, to do with um, an Aussie um, without him. So, um, yeah, he would have suggested myself and Phil Coles. And so we basically left. Uh, we lost, uh, we'd beaten um, Croatia in the, uh, Serbia, I think it was, sorry, in the last round of the World Cup. Um, yep. Uh, last game of the World Cup. And um, two days later, I was at Liverpool interviewing people because Rafa Benitez had been sacked and taken 18 Spanish staff with him. And um, they had no coach. Um, uh, and an assistant coach in Sammy Lee. And that was a Friday we landed in Liverpool by Tuesday. I was taking the first training session in Liverpool with an assistant coach and, and a skeleton staff and I'm out there trying to show them different drills to do for training. So that was pretty surreal. Uh, as the preseason went on, the, um, the World Cup players started filtering back. Um, you know, the England and Spanish players, Spain had won the World Cup and so they started coming back in and uh, Roy Hodgson had fortunately been appointed because that meant uh, there was a bit more structure and a bit less pressure on me to come up with training drills every day. And um, yeah, and and we, we were there at a pretty tumultuous time, as you probably know. And there was a change in owners, and the team wasn't as successful as, as certainly they are now. Um, but we, um, yeah, we set set in place some really good um, systems and processes that are still there now. And and uh, yeah, it was a, it was an incredible experience going through that that time. Uh, I had three managers in the sort of two and a half three years that I was there, and. Um, Four, I guess, if technically, if you include Benitez, because uh, yeah, he was part of the employment process. Yeah, I was going to mention it's hugely volatile two and a half years that you chose to spend there. But yeah. while you're there, there, while you're there, the Reds spent what about four times an AFL club salary cap to bring in one player in the form of the Uruguayan striker Luis Suarez, of course. So the difference in money and wealth is just enormous from our little code down here. Managers get sacked in five minutes. Did that ever threaten to become overwhelming, particularly in the early days? Yeah, I guess, Sam, I reckon it would have been, had I not, had I gone straight from Port Adelaide to Liverpool, it would have been. But having the exposure with the Socceroos uh, enabled a bit of a soft landing. Um, and and I'm certain uh, Tim and Harry helped out by calling a few of the Liverpool senior players and saying, you know, these guys are pretty good um, because otherwise had we gone in there without their support, you know, there would have been a, fair, a healthy amount of scepticism in, in some Aussies coming in to change things. So 
So it didn't really become overwhelming. And, and I think if it does, sometimes the players pick up on that, that you're a bit of a fan and not there for the right reason. So they certainly challenged, challenged us early in particular, and we had to earn their respect. Um, but I'd like to think over time that we did, um, even though we had to learn completely different ways of doing things um, and just almost forget everything that we'd learned in the AFL because it just doesn't apply over there. You're just playing games every three days and and training really hard in between that with no days off and you know learning yeah. different cultures and ways of doing things which which we hadn't been exposed to so yeah it was it, it was different and speaking of fans i mean as good as melbourne and port might be in the crows historically i mean they don't have thousands of people in the dead of night trying to catch a glimpse of them at the airport or two thousand people lingering or, or sneaking into hotel foyers so it's, it's a bit different over there now yeah it is it, it's um uh, we had a pre-season tour of Asia and in uh, Indonesia, Manila, I think it was, we had 65,000 at a training session. And, um, you know, that's just just outrageous. And um, so, yeah, every team walk that we went on, there was just people everywhere. And, um, yeah, every airport, as you say, we I think we landed in Singapore at 4 a.m. and there were just people everywhere. And that's just, that they get used to that, but it was... A bit different for us. You mentioned Robbie Gray and our code, so let, let's get this on the record. Who do you take? Because they were all the peak of their powers at Liverpool. Stephen Gerrard, Fernando Torres, Luis Suarez. Who, who are you picking? Um, I would take probably Steve. Stevie. Uh, Gerrard was just, um, he had that perfect combination of, he'll be offended by this, but Aussie tenacity and grit and fight and leadership and um, as well as just incredible skill, just incredible skill. So um, it'd be pretty close between him and Suarez because um, Suarez was just off the charts with aggression and skill. And obviously he had his troubles around that time. Uh, it, it enabled me to get pretty close to him because he was always suspended. Yeah. So I had to work pretty closely <laughs> with him. But um, uh, yeah, he, he was from day one, he just transformed that club um, uh, in a major way and, and probably Roy Hodgson doesn't get the credit that he should have for bringing Louise into into the place. Hmm. Now it's hard to uh, it's hard to imagine to tailor a program for 44 individuals or whatever it is on an AFL list you know it can't, it can't be a one-size-fits-all approach I'd imagine but how do you run things at an EPL club like Liverpool when you could have nine to ten different nationalities in the dressing room. Culturally, you would encounter all sorts of things you wouldn't have envisaged, wouldn't you? Yeah, that, that's probably the thing, Sam, that um, I guess you don't anticipate, you don't train for, and you hear people talk about, oh, in the NBA, it's hard because the NBA players are used to doing this, but you, you might have one Brazilian or Australian or whatever on an NBA team, very few on an NFL team, but in... in Football, soccer, which is the world game, it was extraordinary. Um, you know, I could tell you plenty of stories about how I messed up by just assuming a certain way of doing things and the Spaniards was coming and saying, no, 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 we don't have dinner at 7, we have it at 11 and, you know, we don't wake up at 8 in the morning for a team walk. No, we don't do that. And, yeah, you know, they won the World Cup. So it's Fernando Torres or Pepe Reina or these people saying these things to you. So you don't say, no, 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 no. But in my university degree in Sydney, this is how we were taught to do this. So 
um, there was no Twitter or, you know, any online learning, you know, uh, at all at that stage. Um, so, um, yeah, it was it was tough. But uh, I, what it taught me was um, uh, to communicate in different ways, um, to, um, to uh, certainly respect other ways of doing things, um, which which can be problematic for Aussie sports science traditionally because we're generally, we think we're at the forefront of things. But um, I remember spending some time with Lucas Laver in Brazil doing his knee reconstruction. He, he got back playing EPL, which is far more dynamic than AFL six months to the day that he did it. Now, if I tried to do that in the AFL, commentators, um, you know, uh, other, other football clubs, uh, other medical departments would lose their crap yet in the premier league a central midfielder like lucas laver brazilian international far more dynamic than you know than robbie gray or jarman impey or chad wingard or cosy pickett or far more dynamic and yet you know six months to the day so it was a really good learning process to learn how to do different things and and be exposed to different challenges and and you just had to go in and listen more than you spoke early on just quickly, the Spanish mealtime discovery uh, was made in rather humorous uh, fashion, I think, on a, a pre-season tour to, to Switzerland. Can you quickly recount that? Uh, yeah, I had a whiteboard and I put up, this is the schedule for tomorrow. It's, you know, training at here, lunch at here, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, I had dinner at 7 o'clock, perhaps, and uh, Pepe Reina got up and didn't speak to me or anything, just rubbed it out and put... 11 p.m. dinner and he sat down and I could feel people watching what's this new kid going to do and it's Pepe Reina he's just won a World Cup and he's a massive personality and so I rubbed his 11 out and you know you could feel the shock and the horror and just put 7 p.m. dinner 11 p.m. dinner in brackets Spanish uh, close brackets and he just looked at me and nodded and that was it so um, yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91